So the Super Bowl next Sunday, not this Sunday, next Sunday in Arizona, February the 12th. And also next weekend in Arizona is the Waste Management Open. And we want you to be our unofficial correspondent in Arizona for that. We've got our Waste Management Keyword of the Day coming up here on First Up. And then there will be a queue to call on overdrive for between 4 and 7. If you call in and give the correct keyword, which we'll give out in the next 45 minutes, then could be heading down to Zona. Waste management and maybe peak peak a, Better to peak get out of here. It's supposed to hit, what, minus 20 on the weekend? Yeah, it's minus 20 on Friday. It will be very unpleasant here in Toronto. And be a nice getaway trip. It would be very nice. You know, the snowbirds, they've got it right. My parents, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Hey, they do. November, well, they're retired. November, down to Florida. Well, we'll see you in April, Aaron. I'm like, okay, bye, guys. I'll be stuck here in Just Toronto. abandoning you, yeah, too. It's uh, very, very painful. Let's welcome in one of our favorite guests from Sirius XM NFL Radio, Bruce Murray on the line. Good morning, Bruce. How you feeling? Uh, actually, a little under the weather. Thanks oh, for asking. No that way. Your typical January cold. Thank you, though. Um, it's very nice of you to ask. Well, did the trade of Bo Horvat from Vancouver to the island boost your spirits a little bit? We know it's, you're a huge Islanders fan. Uh, I was very excited last night, and I'm talking to hockey guys, so now I need your analysis because, look, the Islanders are not a team that normally trades for guys that are going to cost money. And I know he's in the last year of a deal. I know he can score, and I, I hope it's not for a 2023 run because they're good, but I don't know if one person's putting them over the top. I'm not even in the playoffs right now. So you, I want your analysis on the deal. Well, Bruce, I'll give you my analysis. This is Lou Lamorello taking one last crack at improving the roster because you look at the, the players that he's tried to dial in on the last two off seasons. I mean, he's tried to bring in Nazem Kadri. He's trying to bring in Johnny Goudreau. He's had a hard time trading any of the players on his roster. This is a chance for him to stay away from competing against other teams, identifying that a player that he wants to hopefully help improve this offense, make a trade for him, lock him up, and if that's the case, you got Barzell and Horvat to build around your center ice. Is he out of work if they don't make the playoffs this year? I think so. Okay, right, I right. think so. Which is remarkable because I Lou mean, Lamorello's, he fired the best coach in yeah, hockey, and too. And Lou Lamorello is one of the most decorated general managers in the history of the sport. Right. And we saw him here in Toronto. Say what you will about the job that he did. But and he clearly doesn't value first-round picks. I mean, look at all the ones he's traded away. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? Fascinating. No, I, listen, I agree with everything you said. He's the, one of the most decorated ever. But, you know, this team has kind of floundered. And I know he fired, you know, one of the greatest coaches ever. But even Islanders fans were getting frustrated with them kind of like reaching a ceiling with the way they played hockey. And when, when the season started and they were shooting more and scoring more, everybody was excited. And now they've kind of reverted to a team that just can't stop others from getting the puck in the net too much. So I think, I'm, I'm hoping. It was exciting. It's rare that this happens on the island. Right. It's very rare. So be excited when it does happen. To be honest with you, I mean, did you really give up much in the deal? Bavillier's been a very big disappointment. We don't yeah, know. We he, don't know what Ratu's going to be. Nineteen and twenty, we loved him, and then he kind of, you know, also got to his ceiling. So, right. No, I don't. You know, other than a conditional first round pick, no, not, yeah. not a big, not, not a big loss. And the thing you got to thank Lou for. Remember when John Tavares left? Everybody was saying that this organization was going to be in shambles. They made the playoffs the next one, year. multiple playoff series. <laughs> you know, so um, there's good things that he's done and there's bad things that he's done. But ultimately, if you're an Islander fan like yourself, Bruce, you're probably waking up with a lot more 
excitement yes, this morning. I think that is fair to say. And I imagine San Francisco 49ers fans are waking up today still a little bit heartbroken with what with how it went down on Sunday against the Eagles. And now the news that Brock Purdy has a torn UCL, might need Tommy John surgery, will miss up to six months. But it has opened the door, Bruce, to the conversation about Tom Brady. And I don't think it's nearly as far-fetched as it was even 24 hours ago because Purdy, while he is expected to be ready for OTAs, that's a big question mark coming off a significant injury like that. Do you think it has become increasingly likely that Brady is a niner? Uh, you know, I, I hear the conversation. I've heard it being discussed elsewhere. I, I'm still... A little skeptical about that. I mean, you know, I understand the history, where he's from, the fact that he'd want to go back there, the fact that this team is built to win a championship if they were to put him in the middle of it. But listen, we ignore the fact that they went to a championship a year ago with Jimmy Garoppolo and were willing to move off for a guy that they traded up to number three to get in Trey Lance. Got hurt in the second game of the season. He's going to be back healthy. I understand the Brock Purdy UCLA, UCLA injury. But hasn't this team proven that they can exceed anybody's expectations with Kyle Shannon and a quarterback that's just competent? I don't know if they want to go out and spend $40 million on, on Tom Brady right now. I'm not saying it's impossible. And until it dies down, and first of all, let's add this to the equation. We don't know. We're not 100% sure that Tom Brady is still playing football next year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't said anything about it yet. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, listen. It's a great conversation. It gives us fodder to discussion uh, until something does happen. I'm going to say it's a very small possibility that that's the way it works out. Well, I'll probably be proven wrong in a couple well, of months. I, I was thinking about the Purdy story and how amazing a run it was. The last pick in the draft and becomes the starting quarterback for the Niners, takes them to the NFC title game, and then gets hurt early on. And the fact that he came back into that game with a literally blown-out elbow. Like pitchers, he didn't try to throw it, though. Well, he threw he a couple, ha- couple was, screen passes. He was handing couple it screen, off. couple screen passes, which was impressive. And then I think about the possibility that he may never get this opportunity again. Like, well, no. maybe they do get Brady. Maybe it is Trey Lance next year. And Brock Purdy is never able to get it back the way that he had. I mean, that's a story that... We may look back on Bruce as like a real tragedy in NFL history. You know, it's, it is rather extraordinary in, in, in two parts. The first part being what he accomplished, how he walked into that team and, and, and became the starting quarterback and won every game that he played and, you know, didn't look like a rookie, didn't look like the game was over his head at any level. It is amazing. And now he does have to deal with a very big rehab to come back. Now, look, if Tom Brady sets it back a year, then we'll reevaluate this conversation. But, uh, you know, I've talked to doctors, and, and I'm sure you know this. The, the UCL injury in baseball is far more significant because of the torque that you put on your arm. He can come back. He can be ready for training camp, or at least part of training camp. I think he can compete for that job. And if he's as good as he appeared to be, he's going to win a quarterback competition, if not with San Francisco, with somebody else down the road. Now, if it ends here... If this injury sidelines him and makes him a backup quarterback for the better part of his career, there's no question. It's a tragic event. And, you know, I hate to say it, tragic events do happen in the world of sports, but it was a remarkable rise and then a remarkable fall to earth, which leaves him in this very uncertain area. And there's no doubt that he's going to be looking back at that moment, that one time Hassan Reddick got his arm on him, and say, did this really end what could have been a bright Mm -hmm. career? Because we all thought... Win or lose this weekend, we all thought he's probably the leader in the clubhouse when they go to training camp next year. You know what came to mind for me when 
understanding and reading the news about Purdy was kind of like Jeremy Lin. Remember the incredible run he had with the Knicks? Lin's sanity, couldn't miss, was torching Kobe Bryant. What about Nick Foles? I mean, Nick Foles, yeah, in that Super Bowl run in 2017. This guy went on to lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl in... And replaced no no but but Nick Foles didn't come from like literally nowhere he like, came J- from Jeremy, literally nowhere <laughs> no well Jeremy Lin and Brock Purdy neither not no one had ever heard okay, of either of those guys he played at an MVP level that literally won a Super Bowl for the Eagles and he's been nothing close yeah yeah ever no. since there, there's right. no doubt about well, that with, with with one with one difference to the conclusion of this story those guys proved that and Jeremy Lin did go on to have some decent years after he emerged from this guy but. Uh, you know, Nick Foles obviously bounced around and, and became a backup. But both guys, both guys proved they weren't worthy of that moment from their actual talent. We don't know about Brock Purdy. Uh, I, I truly believe that if, if they had won or lost and he became the starting quarterback, we would have found out that, much like Jimmy Garoppolo, there's a ceiling to him. He doesn't have the greatest physical skills. Uh, and we may have learned that that wasn't the answer to their future. But we may not get to learn that now with this injury. Bruce Murray is our guest from Sirius XM NFL Radio. The L.A. Chargers, a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys. It'll be Mike McCarthy, the head coach for Dallas, taking over play-calling duties there. And Chargers get a good one. And Kellen Moore, a young, up-and-coming coordinator who has opera, has called plays for one of the best offenses in the NFL for the last couple of years. What do you make of the fit for Moore in L.A., Bruce? All right, so put me in the, in the, again, the skeptical category, because, look, I, I understand that Kellen Moore was the young, up-and-coming, exciting offensive coordinator, but I, I think he got a lot more attention than he deserved because of the way things worked out in Dallas. And let, let, Let's talk about how that went down. Mike McCarthy was a play caller in Green Bay. I, I had a chance to go out and visit with him every year at Green Bay Packers training camp. There was one year he gave up play calling, and he almost bra- broke out in hives. Mike McCarthy likes to call plays. He went to Dallas, but part of that hiring agreement was that we'll bring you in, but we got this guy that we love, Kellen Moore, and we want him to call plays, so you're not going to do that. So Mike McCarthy took the job, went in there, and reluctantly gave up that responsibility because Jerry Jones was in love with Kellen Moore. It didn't work out. And now Mike McCarthy says, if I'm going to go down, I want to go down with my instincts, with the way I like to call plays. And we have this mutual parting of ways, and of course he's not out of work long. He goes to Los Angeles. He's had one of the better quarterbacks in this league. The offense has been limited in certain ways, and we saw Dak Prescott regress this year in terms of his decision-making. I don't know what they're getting out in Los Angeles. You know, I think he can be a good play caller. I think there's fabulous talent out there. But there's a lot at stake bringing him in to now be that next guy to get Justin Herbert to a new level. And I'm also going to say this. Look, Brandon Staley, he's he's – responsible for a defense, which is what his strength was coming from Los Angeles as, as a member of the Rams, that hasn't worked out. His decision-making when it comes to building that staff hasn't been great. I, I'm, I'm going to say, let me sit back and see how this one works out in Los Angeles. Bruce, how do you think this works out in Kansas City when you saw Patrick Mahomes play superhuman, you saw the, the Kansas City Chiefs you know, send out their report right before pregame that Travis Kelsey had back spasms and back issues. And I don't know if it was gamesmanship that they were playing, trying to make them feel like they were vulnerable, but they clearly showed why they're the cream of the crop in the NFL. Yeah, listen, I, I don't believe that was just gamesmanship. I do genuinely believe that Travis Kelsey was having back spasms. And, you know, if, if you've had them, you know how painful they can be, and it's remarkable that they got him out there. 
Look, we knew Patrick Mahomes was going to play. We knew that there'd be some limitations, and we saw it, by the way. He played most of that first half from the pocket, and with rare exception until we got that final play of the football game before the field goal, uh, we saw him struggle to run the football. I, I don't think that's gamesmanship. I, I think that was genuinely what they were dealing with, but I don't think the Bengals were expecting anything less than what they got on the football field. And look, Patrick Mahomes is arguably the best, is going to be the MVP. He's arguably the best quarterback in the football for a reason. Travis, Travis Kelsey is arguably the best tight end of all time for a reason. I, I, no, nothing of what we saw surprised me on Sunday. I think it benefits them to get these two weeks off, to get both those guys even closer to being healthy for when they play the Philadelphia Eagles. But, look, I, I don't want to compare this to Willis Reed running on the court or one of those. They battled through some injuries and you know, ultimately played to the level that we expected of them. The best part about Travis, Travis Kelsey is he calls out people for being jabronis. Love it. Yeah, the Cincinnati mayor. <laughs> Has that guy resigned yet? I don't know. I don't know Cincinnati politics too well. I try to steer clear of that. Very divisive, Bruce. Very uh, divisive. See, see I, 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 wasn't, uh, wasn't Jerry Springer the mayor of Cincinnati? Yeah, upon a time? I believe so. A history I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not a jabroni, Bruce. No, you're the man. We hope yes. you feel better. We Listen, do appreciate you doing this for us today. Let, let me just say this, and, and this may not have been my best because I am under the weather, but I think I've been with you guys enough now that I deserve an invite to the holiday party. Oh, I'm just saying. Consider Let's it do it. Consider it yes. done. I'm up in Toronto. When do, you, do we do this in, in December? Uh, well, I have to wait a whole year? I mean, I don't know. We can make it work whenever you're in town. So you just let us know, right. and we'll uh, we'll do it up. Carlo, How come you guys aren't going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Bills are out. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think it would. Right. I don't think it would have mattered anyways. <laughs> that's not how we operate here. At we'll TSM. give you our <laughs> boss's number. You yeah. can take that up with yeah. him. I'm, I'm sure. It. I'm sure he'll be very receptive to that idea. Thank you, Bruce. See you guys. All right. that's, our, that's our man, Bruce Murray, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Not sold on Brady to the Niners. That's going to be a big story. How about Rogers to the Niners? No, that's not happening. Hmm. Rodgers, because they have to give up assets. Yeah, they gave there's, up. There's three, not enough money. They gave up three first round picks for Trey Lance. You think they're going to give up more first round picks for Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady, they can get for free. That is true. That is true. Just He's money. A free agent. Just money. And you know what? There's twenty more million dollars in the salary cap nowadays. Lots of trades coming down in the NBA. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But definitely before the deadline. What will the Toronto Raptors do? And how? Does OG Ananobi's wrist injury affect their plans? We'll ask Aaron Rose from Sports Illustrated next.